Last week, Minister Bladen Zimande published a notice in the GG Government Gazette calling for people to be nominated to serve on the board of the National Student Financial Aid Scheme. We know that as NUSFAS. There are many concerns surrounding the institutional culture, history and stability thereof. Of course, this structure will serve for the next four years and consists of 18 members. Problem number one, my thoughts. Our next guest made a rallying call to those who seek a position in the new NISFAS board. Open quote, whoever gets it, whoever gets to serve in these political positions, whoever gets to put up their hand to serve on the board, must never lose sight of how important an institution NISFAS is. It is my wish as a NISFAS beneficiary that the scheme is led by selfless men and women who will not lose sight of the crucial role the scheme plays in this country. And that person is Ms. Bonga Gile Matupe, Education Report in the Mail and Guardian. Ma'am, good evening. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, good evening, Songezo, and good new evening to your listeners. Thank you for having me. You're a NISFAS beneficiary. Tell us about the experience that was, why you feel it's an important institution, and what NISFAS itself has done for you, therefore, imaginably, many other recipients thereof. Well, I think as I have outlined on, on the column that I wrote last week, I am an NISFAS beneficiary. I, I shared that my mother worked as a cleaner for many years, so even if she did want to take me to varsity, she wouldn't have uh, been able to. Mm. I think at the time when I went to varsity in 2004, she was earning 3000 And um, my father, who is a teacher, then tried to pay for my studies for the fifth semester. So he had to stretch his salary between myself, uh, my other siblings, and running the household. So he had to pay for my food, accommodation, and, you know, I remember back then he used to give me about, what, 500 towards the tuition fee. He was, so he was, like, paying uh, um, on top of however much that was. Um, until then, I was, uh, I got to find out about NFSS, and I applied for NFSS, and um, NFSS paid for my studies for the rest of the years that I was in varsity. And I mean, uh, like I said in the column, my 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 story is not unique. If you are a poor uh, uh, South Black South African or um, come from a working class uh, family, um, your story is similar to mine. But also, I mean, NSS doesn't only um, uh, fund Black uh, uh, students, but I mean, we are the majority. I think that's something that the administrator was also saying um, last year to say that there's this misconception that NFSAS only funds uh, black students. It also funds white students. It also funds uh, colored people. So, and I say in the column that this is such an important institution, uh, Songezo, because you would imagine for many other black poor or working class um, uh, South Africans who uh, who depend on the SASA social grant or who have parents like my mother, who was a cleaner, uh, the, the idea of going to university uh, never even existed to them until they came across NFSAS. And today we have been able to change the lives of our families and we are able to um, change the lives of, of the siblings that come after us. We've been able to give them uh, the better opportunities that we ourselves didn't have. So I think um, it is a very, very important um institution in our country and sadly i mean for years it has just been um surrounded by 
um, uh, controversy, um, you name it, you know, um, we've had CEOs resigning with legal explanation why they are leaving. We've had people who were brought into the scheme to try and save it resigning because they just felt that, you know, the environment was just too much. I mean, as recently as last year in November, um, when the NFS presented their annual report in Parliament um, uh, to the Portfolio Committee on Higher Education, it was talking about how people living within the scheme were were, 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 um, being corrupt and defrauding the scheme. Um, I think one of the people... um, had defrauded NSF of over 300,000. So what they would do, they would redirect the funds into their own account. So you might, yes. because we live in a, in a, in a country where uh, corruption is so ripe, I mean, we're talking about millions of people are, uh, are involved in, in corruption amounting to millions. So someone might think that, ah, 300, 300,000 is not a lot of money, but for a student who's been waiting for their allowance, uh, to be paid out for their meal allowance, for their transport allowance, for their book allowance, for their tuition allowance. It is a lot. So um, those are such some of the things that have been surrounding the scheme. And for me, because NFS has been surrounded by so much um, uh, uh, negativity about how it's run, it actually, the, the good work that it does is overshadowed. The good work that it has done for million uh, black students uh, in the country, uh, including myself, is overshadowed. We rarely hear of um, good stories or people sharing their stories, saying, you know, I come from this background, but look at me now because of NSF. But everything is just overshadowed by how it has been run over the years and, and the controversies surrounding it. Let's engage after the break about the people who hopefully will attend to some of these issues that you have lamented because a new board hopefully will, like a new broom, sweep clean. Bonga Gilemakulpa Education Report, Mail and Guardian. She's written an article about the benefits of NISFAS as an institution. And now we're looking at perhaps having new people run the show there because we do know how important it is and what a serious gap it plugs in many holes of homes of South Africa. Right after the break. The viewpoint weekdays eight to ten p.m. on SAFM. Songes on on SAFM. We're back. Mr. Trollope is still tweeting. Perhaps if he tweets some more, we might have him back for Ethel Trollope. 2.0. That's a joke, guys, of course. We continue the conversation now with NISFAS because it is a very important institution. There are many of you who are listening to me right now who are apprehensive in relation to the monies that you were promised. I know many people have had their funds or bursaries withdrawn at no explanation. And I suppose you are saying it is too important an institution to let it fail. But unfortunately, Bong, again, some of the issues that you were lamenting before the ad break it's essentially a confirmation of what is happening in public South African office at a political level, no less than the president's office, if anything is to go by in relation to the president's spokesperson. Parastatal state-owned institutions who have boards, but now there's going to be a board for those boards. South Africa finds itself in a very precarious position, as Mike from Newlands said earlier on. In fact, he said South Africa is in the toilet, just waiting for somebody to flush. Should NISFAS fail, like, for instance, ESCOM is failing and SAA is 
has failed, Danelle has failed or is failing. Do we quite understand the ramifications thereof as a people? What are your thoughts on that? Mm. I, I honestly do not think um, when people do these things, they understand um, the, the, the effects that they have on people, you know. Um, and because, for example, like the example I made earlier, if you work for NFSAS, like the annual report was saying, if you work for NFSAS and instead of paying the money to the people that need to get the money and you redirect it to yourself, um, there are uh, students who are waiting for their funds to be paid out. So, for example, when um, uh, uh, when I was interviewing the, the administrator last year, uh, Randall, he was he was saying that there were people who 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 were taking their laptops home and they were paying off the, the the funds from their homes or not paying them at all, and the systems were not working. You know, so you need people who are going to have their heart in it, you know, people who understand how NFSAS is a lifeline for so many other people. There are children who are sent from their homes literally with um, a, a transport to say, go to whatever institution, Go. They, they are put on a bus, they have 500 to go to Port Elizabeth, and their families are relying on them to say, when you come back, you are the person that is going to take us out of this poverty. So we need people who, when they go into these boards, they have humanity, they have Ubuntu, they, they, people who don't go there because they want to self-enrich themselves. And because some of these people who are in these positions, whether you are a board member or you are a CEO or, or whatever, you know, if you are a CEO, for example, you are already paid so much money. You are able to make... Um, the choice whether you where you want to send your, your your child and you are able to pay out of your own pocket. But what about those children who are poor who do not have that option that you have? So that is why then it is important that we have people who understand exactly what the mandate of NFSAS is, who understand exactly um, how changing the life of one person through the funding that they get from NFSAS impacts on generations to come. So that is why I was saying in the column that we, 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 we need such people, people who have the best interest of the young people of this country at heart, not people who are going to see this as another opportunity to make a quick buck, as another opportunity for me to put my friends uh, 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 my friends who do not have jobs and uh, and have uh, uh, kind installments that need to be paid, and therefore I'm just going to, going to take this person and put them on a board. That's not what we want. If we want NFSAS to work, if we want NFSAS to have systems that are working, yes, yes, not for need. sure. Yeah. There, there, there are two students. There's Bongegile Matupe, who understands exactly her circumstances at home, who understands the value of a NISFAS and uses it responsibly. That's why she can write about it and speak on a national platform as is this, still advocating for the credible institution, the entire value chain of NISFAS. There are those who might have a background like mine, who were funded from home, fortunately, 
but will find a loophole in that system, get my grandmother in the Eastern Cape, who's an indigent person for the most part, to sign as my parent, I get that money and I will spend it typically like that lady from Walter Sisulu University, Miss Mani, did, um, and use this money in a manner that is completely at odds with what it is intended for. Even if they don't do that, they use that money, they get their degrees, but they have a debt that they don't pay and are not at all willing to pay it. That mess is not an insignificant mass of people who have those views or who engage NISFAS that particular way. A word to them? I think it was around 2014 or 2015 when um, Minister Blaine had announced that there was going to be an investigation to look at precisely the people that you are talking about, people who defraud NFS, and we know this, and we can never run away from it, that there are people who would claim, who would go to the rural area and take the particulars of the grandmother and claim that, you know, they can't pay for the fees. So we cannot run away from that. I do not know whatever happened to that investigation. But um, last week, um, or two weeks ago, Minister Zimande also announced that he had uh, appointed a ministerial committee um, that is chaired by the former vice chancellor of Salt Lake University, uh, Professor Yunis Karim, uh, I mean, Yunis Balim, and this is going to look at exactly the, the processes of NXS, how it funds students, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking that some of the things that this uh, ministerial testing is going to look at is the loopholes that are there in the scheme, you know, um, so that we avoid such things uh, from happening. We avoid the situation that we saw with the Walter Sisulu University uh, student and, the, and many other uh, uh, instances where students who do not deserve to get the, 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 the funding um, uh, 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 end up getting it. And I think also when you when finally NFS has a CEO, because it's also in a process of getting a new CEO, finally when there is a board, those people are also going to be able to bring the skills that can assist the scheme to strengthen its uh, to strengthen its controls, so that you, you are able to uh, pick when there is a gap. Maybe you are able if you flag that the student uh, 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 is suspicious, you are able to even uh, 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 send out a team to go and investigate so that monies are not channeled to people that do not deserve it. And we cannot run away from the fact that it is happening and we need stricter controls to ensure that such things do not happen. Well, here's hoping that those members who will eventually make it onto the board are listening to this interview or will somehow download this podcast and have access to your thoughts. For now, let's leave it there. Thank you so much for your thoughts then, Ms. Bongegile Matupe, who is at the Mail and Garden, who featured a report in relation to this very touching matter on NISFAS beneficiaries and how the government should get this right as a non-negotiable for the purposes of improving the lives of millions of South Africans. Ma'am, indeed. That was Ms. Matupe. Thank you so much then, everybody who participated. Here's an interesting thought, and this is just a parting shot on my part. TEFSA, Tertiary Education Fund of South Africa, was run as a non-profit company in terms of the Companies Act. That moved, and a new act was established altogether, the NSFAS Act. And the 
legislations that work with it, among others, are the Constitution, of course, the National Credit Act, the PFMA, Higher Education Act. In other words, the reimagination of TAFSA to NISFAS from it being a commercial entity, albeit not drawing profit, to essentially being the charity. I think that is where things started to go seriously awry, not at all to say that TAFSA wouldn't have had its challenges. For now, thank you so much. That's the week that was. We will talk again in August, Women's Month. Get ready for some exciting shows. Goodbye, everybody.